0: good fennec
1: yeah pat pat. pat pat it's going <laughs> i remember to start it this time as opposed to like three fourths of the way through like last, I, I, time. Yeah, I last
0: noticed. time I was like you go like that it's like,
1: whoop, whoop. Whoop. It's like whoopsie doodle <laughs> <laughs> welcome to southpaws episode 512 <laughs> Ah, <laughs> time for horses. I'm Severin. <laughs> I'm Fuzzball.
0: I'm confused.
1: And we're returning to tradition. And holy shit, I've got a horse con this weekend. <laughs> nay, baby, nay. Oh goodness <laughs> me! It's been a bit of a whirlwind a week mm. here in uh, not horse land. <laughs> Just. <laughs> lots of family stuff and running back and forth and then getting prepped for that today and then having the realization like oh shit I'm vending at another con this next weekend that feels weird mm-hmm. so I'm Saverin who are you people? oh we already said that I'm oh. fuzz Wolf and, and I'm confused. confused you did right fuck man I'm I'm really out of it I'm sorry guys yeah like I'll the I'll,
0: Alzheimer's hitting kicking in early
1: <laughs> I guess I like I said it's been a really weird week for me and like, I've just felt really scattered. I was like, yes, I'm looking forward to hanging out and recording with you guys. But also, like, brain no worky. <laughs> Speaking of Alzheimer's, at my old, old
2: job, when people had to notate, like, medical conditions for, for customers on the call, there were so many people that this. Miss- Understood what the disease was and called it Old Timers disease. <laughs>
1: I mean, and yeah.
2: That was literally typed into the notes of these accounts as to say like, Old Timers disease. Also, uh, my other favorite type mistype was uh Rockefeller
1: Plaza. That's <laughs> yeah. where they did the boxing matches uh, <laughs> and the concerts <laughs> multi-purpose yep <laughs> now uh today went and got set up for HarmonyCon con this weekend it's out up the sheridan dfw off of 114 and you know not in the airport no not in the airport it's the one off just outside it and you know got in you know waltzed in the door people know who i am got to my Shit, set it you're up. You're
0: a famous podcaster, I right? I am
1: a famous podcaster.
2: Um, <laughs> There's a crew walking behind you. They're playing episodes of your old podcast on a boombox. You know, you're representing.
0: your are paparazzi. Have the
1: fucking like just a remix. <laughs> Be like lesbian horses. Le- 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 lesbian horses. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you know, look stuff you like good. That you know it's it's interesting because like we're in this gap time i say we they i'm not part of their fandom anymore they're in this gap between like shows Mm -hmm. and so like the next season of horse the gen 5 stuff is coming later this year still and like they're doing some shorts on YouTube, and they're also doing a new comic series from IDW for the Gen Five stuff. Well, yet are short. I mean, the ponies. Yeah, they're Little Ponies, even. Mm-hmm. But at least now there's height difference among the main cast. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what the product, the merch that people have made in the vendor hall, because like I've been disconnected from that scene for a few years now, mm-hmm. and so they've been kind of in the desert like there's not been anything new for a couple years so what are people making and selling (laughs) i don't know so i know they had that gen 5 movie so the
2: next thing hasbro doing is it going to be another movie or are they actually producing a series they're
1: doing another movie for netflix but they're also producing a regular series okay um but it's going to be on netflix it's probably like 10 episode seasons but it's cg you know we'll see and they're doing another comic line So that will be fresh meat for the fandom. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how they're coping. Because, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of G4. And there's going to be a big divide between G4 and G5, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Because there's always, you know... Who's your favorite horse? Who's your favorite doctor? You know, same shit, different <laughs> fandom. There'll be like a fight in on the main stage. You know, when the hoofs
2: come out, people people yelling out Derpy Burrow, Derby Burrow" as they're
1: filming it. Yeah, take it to Pony Beef's. Which is a better Fluttershy, Fluttershy or Hitch? <laughs> you're like flicking out your your pocket knife and be like, "Fluttershy, motherfucker, don't you <laughs> disrespect my wife? like that?
0: It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, though."
2: No. If you're defending Fluttershy, the knife you're using has to be a butterfly knife.
1: Yes. Like I said, you flick it out. Yeah. Um. How does he do that? <laughs> It was funny, though, because I did see someone who had set up their stuff and they had Dakamakuras, you know, safe-for-work versions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they have pony ones, sure, whatever, but they also had Luna from Hell of a Boss and also Rivet from Ratchet & Clank. So the tangential furification is also there. (laughs) It's like, hey, you know that you can also like these other anthro-critters, right? There, like, we have
0: more than just horses.
1: There's more than just horses out there. L-
0: let, let us be your gateway drug to a wider world.
2: <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: so I'm, I'm. And the spicy dockies are under the table. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they keep it safe for work, so like they don't actually mm-hmm. have the adult stuff. Um, if you want to adult stuff, you have to go to like
0: a furry con.
1: Well.
3: Yes, <laughs>
1: uh, TrotCon. TrotCon is the closest that fandom has to a furry con, mm-hmm. and so like they have an AD uh, vendor hall and after dark vendor hall that uh, does allow the you know open display of the horse pussy dachamagras and stuff. Yeah,
2: it's so, the ones where you can wear your badge ribbon that says "I stand horse pussy."
1: Yeah, so this one I is you have know some it's of safe to work. Those made and just give them out. At, I'm, you, at could that, con. <laughs> you, you could do that, You could do that, but should you? Yeah. You should do that for Fiesta. Yes. yes. So I know plenty of people that are going to be there. Like, I'm doing the ex-con chair panel on Friday, which will be interesting. Because it'll be like, so, why did you stop? The death threats. <laughs> you know? And that would be it, really. You should die. your well, hair that white.
2: Need,
0: well, it's, <laughs> it's the death threats, but it's also... The fandom was wrapping up, and you knew you had a little lifespan, and some of these cons are going to die.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, plus, with what happened with Akon, we would have been axed the next year anyway. So it was just serendipitous <laughs> that we pulled the plug when we did.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I will probably end up saying that exact same line on the panel tomorrow. Yeah. Cause and I was saying,
2: dye your hair white so you could be like, this is what running a <laughs> crony con did to me. Well, I'm yeah. only
1: 28. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I did see someone um, with the whole Denver stuff from last week.
0: Oh, we got to give an update on
3: that.
1: Yeah, actually, Sabrin did. I, I kind of did sort of a like update, uh, like before the main feed episode. It's like, hey, we talked about this stuff, and it kind of wrapped up on its own in between us recording it and today. But yeah, you know, there's still questions on that.
0: I haven't heard anything new.
1: Yeah, like basically with the stuff that we talked about last week. They're claiming they're going to be a new organization. There's the Corey is not going to be involved and they're going to try to be a nonprofit, but there are people concerned that he was still involved because well, if all the contracts are in his name, that he has to negotiate with the hotels for them to transfer the contracts Mm. to a different organization. But also I don't know. It's not my problem.
0: Well, see, we did that same thing for TFF when we went from a 501c three i can never keep seven
1: this. to three so we went, we went from, from
0: seven s- to three
1: social organization to an actual charity and
0: yeah. we had to essentially form a second business and transferring it from one to the other was not a big deal so long as both parties are okay it, it was pretty smooth sailing so yeah. so long as he's okay and they're okay it shouldn't be much of a problem to transfer contracts
1: yeah they just also have to get an organization set up that can do business in all the states that uh
0: Depends on if they get split up with other organizations. Yeah. If like, it's one here and one there, I mean, it's just got to pass off one contract and then another contract.
2: Yeah. Well, cur- currently, it appears to be that the Worthlies are buying the two pony cons, So that'll be one org. And then the five furry cons are all going to be under this new nonprofit.
1: Yeah. is that's the latest. Like, about. that's what they're saying. That's sort <laughs> of a... Okay, it, cool.
0: And it might be a good idea right up until I find out. Oh, it's hard to do business in five different states. But yeah,
1: but you know what? Not that's our problem. Not our problem. Thankfully. Yeah, and it's not us being dismissive. It's just like, hey, we only do business in one state, and that's enough. Like, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, when my... it comes
1: to taxes alone, I mean, shit, fuzz. When we're going and vending at cons, you know, every state has a different policy. Yeah,
2: Let's my say. favorite ones are the ones that are like oh, we give you this form or something and you fill it out after the con and then just send write down your numbers and send a check to the state and you don't have an ID number, you don't have to log in once a month or once a quarter and, client, and file zero dollars because you're not bending that quarter or whatever, you know, that's a lot easier. It's less shit to keep up with on my end. But of course, I mean, but a lot of a lot of CODs, Their states require their mm-hmm. out-of-state vendors to have to maintain a thing. Uh, and tech, Texas is one of them. So like, it doesn't affect me because I do business here year-round. But other people. But I imagine for the other dealers where it's like Fiesta and maybe Siesta or or ACFI or the, or um, Strasburg, if they only do three or four events a year in Texas.
0: Hopefully, they make em- enough money to make it worth the hassle
3: yeah yep
0: but like my work uh that was one of the thing is we were always going gotta be like we're gonna come back in the office blah
3: blah 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 blah
0: it was always like covid oh yeah nothing's cha- you know we'll eventually all go back well two three weeks ago they said yeah um it was in the middle of omicron like rocking everything and they were like yeah we're canceling return office plans and they're we're not planning on ever spinning them up again in fact Y'all can besides to come in for occasional things, there's no expectation for you to ever return to the office and we're all like what? By the way, we have presence in twenty three different states. If you want to move there and work there, fine. But basically only these twenty three states because spinning up business and all these other states we don't already have plans on is a pain in the ass. We're not doing that for one person. So Yeah. We'll we'll add a new state When, basically, we get up the gumption to figure out tax laws and shit in that state. Yeah. So, for now, we've got 23 of them. And all of the states I would consider moving to are in it. So, good on ya.
1: Yeah, like, that's good for them to do it. But the whole tax implications of having to operate in multiple states is a lot. Like, there's a lot going on there Mm -hmm. that most people don't think about. Like, dealing Mm -hmm. with the state directly is...
0: You well, know, oh, hell, fun. a lot of people that put on cons don't realize all the fucking taxes and bullshit yeah. that you have to go mm-hmm. through.
1: Well, like I know for Anthro Expo, previously you had to like pay or like, calculate and pay your taxes at the end of the con, mm-hmm. and this year they like they did it through emails after the fact, which made it easy. I but mean, like
0: Method does that too; you have to calculate and turn in your tax money by the end of the con.
2: Yeah anthro expo was do it online after the con um fwa is, for georgia they give you a form and you can go you don't have to pay at the con you can go <laughs> home do your post con inventory and stuff and then mail georgia a check
1: i remember fucking rocket city though yeah in alabama oh. you couldn't get an itinerant like vendor tax id easily rocket city and furloughing
2: because it's the same in connecticut yeah, you're right. Uh, Alabama required something like a $500 fee to get a vendor license. And the con being a small con was like, we're not going to have any fucking vendors if they all have to pay 500 bucks to vend on top of their reasonable table prices because it was a small con. So they set up a central register system.
0: You you brought up, you took your goods up there to check out?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically it was... You made your selections from our table, and we would... I'm trying to remember... Because I know... I'm trying to remember how this was done. I think we wrote up a sales ticket. Like, you know, for Planet, $100, whatever. You know, and then we would basically have to set aside their purchases. And they get in the line, and they pay. And then they they come back with their paid slip. And you give them their merch... And then at the end of the con, (coughs) it all goes into the con's account, and then they pay you um, cash out of that account. Oh, yeah. And Connecticut was more reasonable. Connecticut, the fee was $200, but it lasted for five years. And so we were were at a point where we're like, well, if we're going to deal at Fur Fright for more than a couple of years, it'll pay for itself. So at Fur Fright, they gave dealers the option of you can get your five-year-long thing for $200 or you can use the central register system. And the dealers that had their own tax id we're we're doing more business it's because ass. it's less of a pain in the ass you're not <laughs> standing in a big long line every time you want to check out and you're just able to check out
1: right at that dealer's table and then leave with your stuff yeah and you don't fuck around with uncle sam he well, gets his money one way or the other
0: when i was at a uh, anthercon way way back in the day that's how they did Artist Alley. Artist Alley. You have yeah. a thing they basically walked up, paid for it, and at the end you collected your money.
1: Yep. Yep. I think that's still how it they do it. It may still be
2: how they do the artist's alley. They don't do the dealer's den like that, but they do the artist's alley like that. And Anthracon's Artist Alley is is sorta of like what you're doing with Fiesta. And if it's not okay to say this, you can cut it out. But the um the pick the picking the the artists that are going to be in the alley before the con like registering for the alley before the convention paying if it's not free um and then knowing who's going to be there on what days like ac did that years ago long before covid was was a concern just
1: because of the sheer number of people well plus the whole idea of having to fucking camp out at 5 a.m. to get a spot in the artist alley is kind of nuts. Yeah.
0: No, and that's why we just did random lottery. Yeah, it's okay. We got this published up on the website.
1: It, yeah. I mean, that way we're not having people congregating in a line for hours to try to yeah, get a chance in the artist alley. Yeah, we yeah. Want,
0: we wanted to avoid people gathering for a line. Um, And we had, with it being a lottery, we had kind of taken care of that at TFF after the first come, first serve. It just got to be too much. Um, yeah, after
2: like the first couple of years, the yeah. the line was just too much to deal
3: with.
0: And But we always meant Artist Alley to give like a greater pool of people a chance to show their stuff, get their name out there, make a little bit of money. We, we wanted to serve a wider pool of artists. But with COVID, between keeping people from standing in line and the table shuffled daily and just with covid we really needed to a more stable plus i didn't want i didn't want artists to do make a trip to a con which has an exposure risk and travel not knowing i mean it's bad normally because it is such a shuffle mm. on not knowing how much you're going to get time to sell at a con it's double when you start adding the health risk in there and we didn't want to do that um, so between the two, we that's why we decided to just change it to...
2: Yeah, that's a real good plan.
0: Yeah. And we had meant uh. to evaluate this system this year anyways when we moved to the Sheraton because we were getting so big and all this other stuff. And then COVID just made it... Yeah, we, we can't risk making people get exposure to a potentially life-threatening illness on a chance of being able to work. So...
2: Not to derail further from the PonyCon, I want to mention a couple of other things about Furry Fiesta, right quick, that I think are cool or interesting or useful. I think
0: I know one of them.
2: Okay, so yes, because I told, I told you, I even forwarded it to Sable and so that she would retweet it. And we both dropped it
0: back, you know, loop back around to the same chat at the same time, because I dropped it in, and right on my heels, she dropped it in.
2: Oh, cool, so like, cool. So it's like, boom,
0: boom, it's like, oh, well... Buzz has been spreading
3: words.
2: (laughs) So DART, Dallas Area Rapid Transit, which is our light rail and bus system um, here in the DFW area, um, they are rolling out like a new bus schedule plan. And to promote that, for a brief period of time, they actually had free rides. And then after that, they opened up uh, discounted fares if you purchase tickets using... Um, a contactless method. Uh, they have an app, so if you're listening to this and you're going to use the train system while you're here, um, the app is called GoPass.
0: It's really easy it, to use. It's, too. it's
2: super easy to use. Um, it's available on you know iOS and Android. And if you purchased a ticket today, you have 60 days to use it. So if if you purchased a, a a dart pass today, you'd easily be able to redeem it over the course of the convention. So, between now and February 27th, the daily passes are 50% off. So, normally they're $6 a day. Now they're $3 a day.
0: So, you can get to and from the con if you're local.
2: Yep. So, I'm, I basically put that out there on Twitter, on the For Planet account. uh quote tweeted the Fiesta one.
0: You know, people could do that if they basically park somewhere up the line because there's what four lines that run right in front of Mm
3: -hmm. the
0: convention center instead of paying the expensive we do have a deal for parking there but still it's downtown right they could park for free at a dart station relatively close to downtown for free and just dart in and then go back to your car and free free parking
1: yeah i mean that's
2: really good for locals i mean if you're not going to stay at the hotel Uh, Or Um, even if you are, you could. They have. Leave
0: your car there.
2: You can leave your car there and roll a bag on to the uh, to the train. So that's my recommendation to people that want to, you know, save a a little money and use the light rail system. And I, I'd actually advise that because the. the food is going to be really good in the hotel, but if you want to go a little further afield and check out some of the other Deep restaurants, Deep Ellum, definitely. Uh, the other stuff in the area, uh, the Dart Rail is a is a really good way to do it, and it's the the Sheraton is in the cent- what they call the central business district. So all four lines so go through there. All the dart lines go through there.
0: You've got four uh, different colors to pick from. Uh,
2: Red, orange, green, and blue. Um, they're going to have yellow in a couple of years. They're adding another one that's actually going to go under ta- underground downtown huh. to help alleviate traffic.
0: I hope that they keep talking about doing a loop outside. Like they'll go through like Addison and stuff.
2: That we is that is actually the next thing they're doing. It's going to run from the Addison Transit Center to the downtown Carrollton Station.
0: And really? I mean, we could use one that just rings Dallas.
2: Yeah, like it, it was... Because you can
0: go down to the middle and out again, but if you want to go sideways, it's a bitch.
2: It was set up with the very typical idea of people are going to live in the suburbs and work in downtown.
0: Not go sideways.
2: Not go side to side. Um, so, yeah, it all goes out from the burbs into the city, which all the, and all the lines come together, like basically right where the Sheraton is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like, a, what, a three or four block loop of all four lines par- mm-hmm. running in parallel? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think it's, um, I think Pearl, St. Paul, Ackerd, and maybe West End all serve all four lines before they start to... To split yeah. off their own
1: separate ways. Yeah,
0: it's it's a hell of a map to just watch them all go Because,
1: yeah, it was yeah. back in the day, you know, it was totally possible if I wanted to take Dart out to the old Siesta Hotel, the Hyatt up off 75. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I would have to go to, like, Carrollton downtown, ride that all the way down, go all through downtown, transfer to Red... And take red all the way up to Richardson. Yeah, yeah so, so that's
3: a
0: long way around the barn to just go to Richardson's. Yeah. But on the other hand, if that's all the transportation you got, I mean Yeah.
2: Yeah. But What's neat is the uh the train line also has a convention center sp- um stop. Yep. So if you're ever in Dallas for for another con for a larger con, it's gonna be at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. Um, you could take Dart right to that as well. That
0: the big funky white building, the really ornate one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. wow,
0: that's a pretty building. I love mm-hmm. that building.
1: And the train station for it's also underground at that point too. Mm. Yeah. I went to um
2: I think it was Dallas Comic Con yeah there um i've been a couple of events there uh, the only problem with the convention center is that it only has one hotel yeah yeah it really
0: needs more of a nest of hotels around it, it got
2: nimbied it, it was all very political that there was only like they got a bond to build the hotel and and the convention center the vote to expand that bond to more money to build additional hotels was shot down in a lot of ways because of the other hotel owners because we have an absolute fuck ton of hotel space in dallas overall so all the other hotel owners were like no we've already got too many hotels in dallas yeah.
0: i mean omni's but, not far from
2: there yeah mm-hmm. but they're not
0: yeah they're not well, the omni there. is the yeah. attached one oh is it
2: yeah yeah but it's, there's just one of them. So, you know, for a con This there's a convention center. I don't know how it compares in size to the, um, the David Lawrence one where Anthrocon is held, but it's that style of convention center where you can have a fucking boat show in it or something, you know, yeah. it's big.
1: Like, I think the Omni only has like 1500 rooms. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I've if you were to- going to a furrier anime con at that hotel, you would run out of space really quickly and you'd have to overflow to areas where you'd probably have to take the train out. Yeah, to to other spots. Hell, so, you could stay at the Sheraton where Fiesta is, and then take the Dart line to the Convention Center Station. But anyway, so that's that's my pitch for for buying a Dart pass. Uh, and if you if you use Dart, um, Fiesta is offering these like, little code the whale not. rider
0: <laughs> transport badge.
2: Yes, it's a little uh, it's Mary Mouse mm-hmm. doing them right. Yes, it's one of her, her part of her certified badge series.
0: She's been doing certified badges for us for years now.
2: The other neat thing is that right because I've been taking the Start to go back to the office this week because my company is making us go into the office three days a week. And um, it's been dead quiet on the train, like because a lot of the companies are not, not operating in person right now. So it's not even overly crowded. The other thing I was going to mention was something that Shiva and I were talking about earlier that I was like, oh, that was a cool idea. We're going to have a podcast room this year at Mm -hmm. the convention. Since you know more about it than I do, why don't you go ahead and just give a quick rundown? I
0: don't know that much about it. I I was just part of the planning, so it's like, oh, we're having a podcast room.
2: Yeah, the idea is there's a space for recording, so if you... If you have a podcast or a YouTube show or something like that, and you mm-hmm. want to grab somebody for an interview, there's this podcast room that I think you have to reserve, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and um, it's just like a quiet space that so you can go and have oh. a recording.
0: Speaking of quiet space, we are actually having a quiet space at TFL. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, okay, that's cool. That's a new development. Is that I didn't know off that. by um, in hotel side?
0: Yeah, it's up. I think it's on the hotel side. Um, mostly Near, like Reg. Yeah. Up by Reg. I think that's on floor four. There's, I think, the quiet room, family-friendly photography. I think the quiet room's there. And then Reg is on two. Of course, ground floor is like restaurants, lingerie, men's department. I don't know. Yeah. Um (laughs) First floor
1: hotel is the hotel's like lobby area and doesn't have yeah. any convention space there well,
0: yeah yeah and our so we're on two and four i think that we're you're up on what 37 i'm
1: on 37
0: we need good signage i hope so um you and tabletop are up on 37
1: yeah but um we'll we'll play nice
0: yeah, I've so if you
2: plan on just gaming the whole weekend, which some people do, try to get a hotel room on, like, 36th. <laughs>
0: we're, we're, we're even talking to the hotel to maybe get them to basically set up a food station up there.
2: That would be so nice. So that,
0: you know, people... You, well, that'll get, help you,
2: with the F&B as well. Yeah. But
0: it's also helpful for if you're topping or playing what? video games, you get hungry or thirsty. There you go. Yeah,
2: Because you right could play a tabletop elevator. for like that, six hours or something. And that
0: keeps you from having to wait for the elevator to go all the way downstairs, but there's food and drink right there. Yep. So, I mean, we're going to have a couple rooms set aside for Werewolf. Of course, I've got like the entire first floor of the convention center for my shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: you know, Artist Alley, Dealer's Den, a whole bunch of random vendors. Um, if you okay, attended so Acon,
1: like 10. 10- uh-huh? So it's, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was first or second floor no, that second, was your domain, but no, first year, yeah. first floor. Yeah.
0: First floor is mine.
2: If you
1: ever um, went
0: to
2: Acon about 10 years ago, it would have been at this hotel and the artist alley would have been on the bottom floor of the convention center in the open space. And then the dealer's room was behind the doors. And basically that's where the dealer's room is going to be for our, our con as yeah,
0: well. Second floor is uh, going to be main in events, of bunch of other shit. I have been warned by no less than four different people to don't worry. We know the floor shakes when they start to warm up the wubs. It's fine. It's secure. It's just going to be a little bit boom, 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 boom. And the wubs <laughs> will shake things. It's fine. I-,
2: I was at FWA one year doing, but I was like at like a four right. Four
0: different hotel people warned me about <laughs> this. <laughs> it's like, don't worry. It's fine.
2: I was doing a panel with Kyle one year at uh, FWA and the panel room was on, I want to say like the fourth floor and we could feel the floor vibrating from the wubs that far up.
0: Well, at the height with that hollow core through the middle, you could hear the wubs fairly far up (laughs) because of that big hollow atrium.
1: Like going out to Atlanta is not my favorite thing, but that is an extremely cool hotel. Yeah, I
0: mean I,
2: it's so cool. It's been in multiple movies now. Yes, <laughs>
0: I'm. I'm excited for two reasons for, for the Sheraton. One, I have no fucking pillars. It's just a square, rectangular room.
3: Yep.
0: It, and so there's no weird blob shape up at the front. Well, that's no, not
3: true,
2: Shiva. You're a pillar of our community, and you'll be in there.
0: <laughs> but no pillars to have to try and take an take account, so I don't put one in the middle of somebody's goddamn table. Um and two, I don't share a wall with main events.
2: Yeah, that would be nice.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't had to do that since the Intercontinental. Then sometime, No, I had to share it with second stage the first year we were there because of timing. But still, that was like second stage, not main, main events. Right. Not as bad. But yeah, not sharing an air wall with main events is so nice because... Those air walls, they do nothing. And in some ways, it's worse in the dealer side because just the way that sound reverbs, we would get all of the bass and it would be louder and kind of slap your ears harder. Mm. But if you walk next door, it's all nice and balanced and the, the, the bass is not quite as painfully... But it's just the way the waves break up as they travel.
2: I know our tables were right at the Oots wall at yeah. least one year.
0: <laughs> I know. And I felt bad, but it's like... We what are you
2: going to do? I know? can't
0: magic up another ballroom. This is what we got people. Yeah.
2: We had a good spot. It was fine.
0: But I I, I don't... I'm glad we've gotten so we don't big. Don't have to deal with I that. don't have to share a wall with I mean, main events. Honestly,
1: like this hotel that we're moving to, like this is the, hey, we're going to you know boost fiesta here because you know it's all kind of majorly important to us like this hotel hosted a when it was at like 20 something thousand people mm-hmm. yeah. and it hosts anime fest they're like 10 7 well they were at 10 and then like you know COVID happened and they were like seven or six but anyways it yeah. holds a lot more people than the hyatt will and it we
0: got room to grow
1: we got room to grow and should be that should probably be the last hotel we have to move to i don't Knock can't think of on another one Fucking unless they on unless
0: they build another one i don't know where we would move maybe yeah. the gaylord
1: yeah but that would be whew, whole yeah. other kettle of fish because the anatole doesn't do fan conventions anymore not, not after A-Con. A-Con. yeah no. <laughs> too much too many weebs breaking shit so i have a question for you saverin uh-huh. Does
2: we, um i anyway, we said winnie city but no harmony con does harmony con have those tables for like other conventions have tables representing like you know, probably some, so I was going to say Fiesta should really have a table at Harmony Con like a banner like you'll end up here one one day.
0: <laughs> hey, have you heard about <laughs>
2: Have you heard the good word about anthropomorphic ponies?
1: <laughs> Do you like tags? Do you like dog people?
2: <laughs> Do
0: you like nine kind of people uh, fucking
1: <laughs> um, you know it's one of those things that if we did have flyers you know but we don't you know if we had flyers i could just you know throw them out on the table
0: we haven't needed to promote us in years and we still fucking grow <laughs> oh yeah yeah especially
2: we're, this year honestly you don't want to grow too much
0: i mean fc you all the folks that were going to go to fc and then they got denied there's been a couple of little guys we're going to be the first big boy back
1: yeah anthro expo had like a 10 percent growth or something like that and we like,
0: we are a big boy
3: yeah, yeah. so well,
2: blfc and furfest also happened last year yeah mm. and furfest had shrunk they shrunk furfest had a decline and i don't remember what the numbers were for for them but like yeah, FurFest was down by like two or 3,000 people, oh. I think, which was they still a massive convention.
0: I need to look it up, but like last week, did you see the numbers for COVID locally? They dropped 44% in a week.
2: Yeah, um, we're finally cresting that spike from Omicron and the holidays. We're, we're down
0: to about what it was last summer.
1: And mm. like, which is good with Fiesta coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did try to go and it's like, hey, are you guys doing like second boosters at this point because it's been like six months since I got mine because when the vaccines came out I was literally hunting them down I drove out to fucking Alvarado to get my shots Yeah, and you know my 5G reception hasn't gotten any better and I haven't died yet the nanomachines haven't eaten my brain despite what the internet would tell you I've heard
0: rumblings that they're starting to consider those
1: well they are (laughs) and if you're immunocompromised you can go get one but I'm not i was like but i'm helping my parents out and they are and he's like yeah but you're if you're not immunocompromised i can't do this and it's like yeah, but then he's like oh you know it'll be released to everybody end of march start of april and i'm like but
0: that's after fiesta uh, i might grab dave and see about because we are immunocompromised yeah just um, go through
1: cvs's website and they can you can probably get one like
0: i need to see if denton's offering it it's but- just like,
1: man. You don't have a demand for this shit. Give me the juice. I don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, like you said, there's like plenty of like you can walk in and get a shot
1: if you haven't gotten one already. It's yeah. like they're not going spare. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna do the whole thing where it's like, you know, I've gotten the power of all five vaccinations and I gain force powers. Yes. You know, but just one. Of those. It's been six months. Someone like,
2: told me today that the uh, or yesterday the Johnson and Johnson one has actually been discontinued. They're not doing it anymore because it wasn't as effective as the MRNAs. Let's
0: see. And but I also read a couple of studies where if you started with that and then layered on the other ones, it was actually that was
2: good because the mixing yeah. and mm-hmm. matching. Yeah, but apparent. And I was suggesting that I was like, all my other shots of Moderna, I might get the J and J next time, or the and, Pfizer. And, and someone told me they're not doing the J and J. I just, it was Cero i believe hmm. it was yeah they're not doing j&j anymore i mean so you try to hunt down somewhere that's doing pfizer for I mean, the next time you know when, when cbs they're available. lets you
1: select which flavor you want oh they do yeah
2: oh i i just remembered from like the first two shots well, i could only get the Moderna. okay
1: right now when i went through the process yesterday it let me pick my flavor on the website previously it was this is what we got you want this either way yeah um but yeah i I felt i was real angry but like i kind of understand it but also just i i can't fuck around with this yeah because like with my dad he's gonna be doing chemo through the end of may Mm -hmm. at least and then like my mom hurt her leg like she's got bad knees to go with everything else yeah, And so it's fucking bone-on-bone bone over there. So her mobility is limited. And it's like, fuck, you know, I gotta be over there helping them a lot.
2: The only so, time you want bone-on-bone bone
1: is when you're frotting. Yeah. And your canids. Yeah. So, there's that. But, you know, I made it through Anthro Expo just fine. This will probably be equivalent amount of people. They're, they're still doing the, you know, have to show us your vax card. Or a negative lab test, same as what Fiesta's doing. Yeah. And so, like... Look, I'm going to wear my fucking K95s. I'm not going to make out with anybody. So whatever. You know, I'm just doing my fucking best because my dad sure as hell can't come a con And my mom shouldn't either because she lives with him. So here we are. I'm hoping that the numbers will continue to drop because it's like I'm staring down the barrel of a gun either way. Is it going to fire? I don't know. I have to do this thing. So not to be fatalistic, but it's just sort of like this is what I've got to deal with but hey horse con tomorrow yay (laughs) as we loop back to the topic 40 minutes later (laughs) Um, like we do i feel kind of bad for the horse fandom though because like with futurama they didn't want to pay john dimaggio enough to reprise bender and they're like oh we need a bender alike apparently for the my little pony g5 series they're not paying the same va's that they had in them in the movie So, like, Kimiko Glenn, who voiced the horse in Centaur World and voiced Izzy in the G5 movie? Nope, it's just some other random person. What the fuck? And I'm like, you motherfuckers paid Tara Strong for ten years. What the hell? Like, I don't know. That seems really lazy and cheap. Yeah. Like, I just saw, like, people getting upset about that. And I'm like, yeah, that does suck. Like, it would not be cool if partway through the series, Ashley Ball got tired of voicing two characters and decided they had to get two more people to voice the other ones. You know, Tabitha Saint-Germain gets bored or, you know, gets abducted by aliens and now they have to recast Rarity.
2: That's really, yeah, that's weird. It's unfortunate. I remember years ago, we're talking like like 20-something years ago or something, that like so like, no one thought The Simpsons was going to be the big hit that it was. So, the, vo- the voice actors are all making like pretty standard VA rates for a cartoon. And simpsons becomes this massive fucking cultural phenomenon and there was a point where the simpsons actors rightfully in my opinion wanted to negotiate for higher pay rates that were was cognizant with the amount of fucking money the simpsons franchise was was bringing in and the studio basically threatened to just recast them all with soundalikes alikes. And there was enough fan outrage about how shitty that was it that, is. that eventually the the Simpsons actors did get their their pay raise and got to stay on.
1: And it's weird because like the G Five movies on Netflix, they have him in Disenchantment, John DiMaggio and a bunch of other like Futurama people are also in Disenchantment. hmm It's a Matt Groening like fantasy comedy serial. It's okay the four seasons out and panther and i watched all in two days because they're 30 minute episodes yeah um but like it's just it sucks when it's like all right we're only gonna pay this group of cast people but other person who's like this big voice actor no you're 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 too expensive and
2: like futurama is not like some dinky little show that got canceled after two seasons it's a popular fucking show also like they can definitely resurrected it
1: three times they can definitely afford to To pay the same guy to voice Bender, it's kind of like how uh, Animaniacs only had like the original three, and then everybody else just kind of whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why they didn't bring back like Slappy, like Tress McNeil or whoever it was that did Slappy, and a bunch of other characters. And that's the thing too is like in these shows with Matt Groening, like Bender or Joe DiMaggio do do a lot of the voices. Like, it's he's not just doing Bender, he's doing a bunch of oh, side yeah. characters. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, and
1: Fry, the actor plays Fry as well, as plays, like, yeah. a bunch of them. Most of the voice cast of Futurama is in Disenchantment. Yeah. Like, it's just, hey, these are people that Matt Groening worked with, and we're just going to keep them on all my projects because I like them. Yeah. So it's kind of fucked up and disappointing that they're dropping, but the G5 Pony movie is getting a whole new cast of voice actors after... The bullshit they paid for for 10 years with the G4, and then also like doing this shit to Joe DiMaggio for Futurama's reboot on Hulu. And I think it might just be that Hulu doesn't want to pay as much money. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, these are I all. I mean, very... originally, Futurama was, was on, on Fox, F- yeah. like an actual network. Like... It was on Fox, then it went on Netflix, and then it was. Now it's being over on Hulu. It's just whatever. But
2: Hulu's owned by Disney.
1: So, Yeah. Which owns Fox? So
2: well, it owns Fox now, yeah. Well, it owns 20th Century Fox, the film division. I don't know if they bought like they don't own like Fox News. I think well, no, that's like that's, a separate, yeah, corporation. but like, Fox Animation. Okay, I don't know, man. but like, yeah, but like, no, because um, uh, Disney Plus has this bundle deal where you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN because the disney corporation owns all of those services in some form or another so yeah hulu is part of the larger fucking disney network so they're not i know it's a streaming service and maybe they they hadn't had the budget originally but now they're owned by like the biggest fucking film and animation production thing and i don't know if they're the biggest in the world they probably are i mean they're disney they're marvel they're star wars
1: all I gotta know is that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie got the original Dreamcast-era Tails voice actress to come <laughs> in and do Tails again. So, some people still give a shit.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas...
2: I mean, this would be like, by, like saying, oh, we don't want to pay Mark Hamill to be Luke Skywalker, so we just cast a different
1: guy to be in The Last Jedi. Well, they did that with Mandalorian or Boba Fett. He, he is still involved in that. But But,
2: okay, so the the okay, so spoilers for for Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker shows up again
1: because it's set between like Last Jedi.
2: No, it's set between Return of the Jedi and and Force Awakens. So you've got young Luke, like right after Return of the Jedi era with the green lightsaber, and so the voice is actually synthesized by by an algorithm. They took samples of Mark Hamill's voice when he was that age, and they had plenty to work with. So it's all of his voice from the original trilogy, the... Um, an audio book he narrated um, about Star Wars at the time. There was also a series of Star Wars radio plays done at the time, and I think some other things. And they threw all this Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker voice information into an, an AI and generated the voice of Luke Skywalker that shows up in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and the um, the physical body is. A combination it's a younger guy with the kind of build that mark hamill had in that time 30 years ago and he goes through all of the motions and everything with all the motion capture shit on him but mark hamill also does a physical performance and between the two they map the young luke body over those performances hmm. so you have some of mark hamill's original like kind of gestures and stuff like that so ajax and i are watching the show and we're like oh this is this cgi is really impressive like goddamn and uh you know we thought it was kind of cool but you know i'd seen it pointed out online that like for people that like look at this a lot more closely than we do they're like bigger fans than we are i guess how like soulless and lifeless luke's eyes are You know, and that basically this, um, this performance is devoid of any of Mark Hamill's annoying humanity (laughs) and quirks.
1: Well, this is kind of like an extension of the plot of Space Jam 2. We talked about that when it first came out, but the thrust of it is Algy Rhythm, the Mm. uh, villainous AI. Yep. Is basically trying to get, uh, what, LeBron James? Yes. To LeBron basically James. sign yeah. his lightnesses away to Warner Brothers so that he can be an eternal movie star. Basically, we're going to take everything and then just deep fake his ass into anything we want. And that's kind of fucked up. Like, obviously, like, Mark Hamill is old now. But it's just really weird that, like, we dredged up these audio files from 30 years ago, 40 years ago, because it was done in the 80s. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And being like... Yeah, we just got enough audio to AI deepfake this performance, and it's just weird.
2: And another thing people pointed out is that they're like, you can just recast young Luke. Yeah. Like, they recast young Han Solo and young Lando for the Solo movie. Uh-huh. So it's not like this is... Yeah, but
0: they didn't do a very good job.
2: I, so. I enjoyed was that fine. movie, but it was fine. It was fine. It, but it wasn't a big hit, so maybe that's why they're not doing it again. But I'm just saying, like, there's already precedent in the Star Wars canon for recasting, if you want someone to play the younger version of a character. Which I, you know, I, I think is probably better than having Harrison Ford play Han in Solo and then just CGI-ing his like thirty year old face, over yeah. Because
1: you ended up with uh, Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One, right? And they were very obviously CG, but it was one of those things. But Carrie Fisher had like just died. No, actually, she hadn't at that point. Oh, this is this is the
2: interesting difference. So people at times said that having Tarkin in it was ghoulish because Peter Cushing died like twenty years ago or something like that.
0: And there's but something weirdly off about that tarkin but yeah
2: yeah i mean
1: he was very obviously cg but
2: it wasn't but people didn't react that way with the young leia cg because carrie was still alive at the time and had given permission to use her likeness yeah and they also use a young leia likeness in the young lucas training young leia to use a lightsaber scene in i think last jedi Or maybe the last one. I don't know. One of them. But, you know, she'd given permission for at least Rogue One before she died to utilize her younger likeness like that. So people weren't really mad about that. But people thought, like, bringing back Tarkin via CG was kind of ghoulish. And it's like...
0: It's like, what do you do with your likeness? Is it something you have to put in your will where, you know, you give it to your beneficiaries for... Or do you have to state that before you die of no, you cannot do this?
2: In theory, they would have gone to whoever is in control of Peter Cushing's estate, the executor of his estate, which means it's probably a family member, somebody who was close to him that handled all of his will and affairs at the point where he died. And they would have had to... Have gotten permission like it's like every time the bbc puts the daleks and dr who they have to go and get permission from the terry nation estate because he's the first in britain if you write original characters for a tv series you maintain the rights to those characters nice which is an interesting way of doing it so when the Cybermen show up, they go to Kit Pedler's estate, you know, and you'll see it in the credits of Doctor Who. Daleks created by Terry Nation, Cybermen created by Kit Pedler.
0: Kind of nice, is you just sign away your creations to a nameless corporation? Yeah,
2: and like long after these people have passed away, their descendants can are still
0: well, getting a
2: paycheck on that. Basically,
0: I guess that also means that you know the BBC and such for like Doctor Who have to be very careful whenever they create a new original concept race that they haven't covered before because then they're on the hook of anytime they use it in the future they have to
2: right like if the slitheen show up again they'll have to go back
1: and ask russell t davies for the rights yeah or, i mean the silurian that one lady she was in what the 12th doctor's season with the yeah, she's in Eleven's
2: season. She's in the first episode of twelves, But the Silurians, as a race, originally showed up during the John Pertwee era. So
1: they have to go back uh, and ask somebody from there, too. Yeah,
2: I, I can't remember who created the Silurians.
0: I love that that's preserved, because so many, like, especially, like, comic books or something, you sign away, you
1: know, your creations. Well, too. I mean, think about the Jack Kirby estate and yeah. how that family's been screwed. And
2: Also, very recently, this... Court Cakes just got wrapped up after like 10 or 20 years. So back in the day, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Todd McFarland? The guy that created Spawn. Yeah. The comic book Spawn. So at the time, they did a thing where they had guest writers Uh for several issues. And those guest writers came in and some of them created their own characters at that point. Um, and one of them was Neil Gaiman, yeah. And he he created like two characters for his issue, and it was not stipulated in the contract that Image or DC—I think it's Image that yeah, owns Spawn—it yeah. uh, was not stipulated that Image would control the rights to those. So Todd McFarland used those characters again for years and years, and Neil Gaiman was was like. Look, I didn't. A- I created those characters. I didn't actually sign the rights off to you. You owe me royalties for all these other comics that this showed up. And it was like, it's like a $20 million thing or something like that.
1: But- I, mean, I just remember I, they made a lot of figurines of that character that he made, Angela. Mm-hmm. She was a big titty angel woman and mm-hmm. they could make a billion versions of her.
2: Yeah, basically he created a character that... They later spawned an image made bank on, and he spank
1: bank. What?
2: Yeah, he didn't Simon get. Gaiman
0: made Angela. Angela. Yeah. Huh. Did not know that.
2: I don't remember the specific character. Savern. I'm pretty sure it was Angela. But, um,
0: Google will know.
2: But yeah, but basically, they made bank on it, and all you know, Gaiman got paid for just the scripts for the particular comics that he wrote, uh, and that changed recently via this lawsuit, and they're saying that this lawsuit is gonna be kind of landmark for the comic industry because writers and artists that co-create characters get fucked all the time by the comic industry and like you only hear about the big ones that actually are like well known enough to make a splash like jack kirby had the fans on his side so his estate got taken care of neil gaiman is all obviously extremely well known now like he was well known at the time he was writing sandman at the time so he was well known in the comics field and is even more well known now
1: huh okay so i was correct it was angela Mm -hmm. okay cool and in the wikipedia article notes angela was later the subject of a legal battle between mcfarland and guyman which guyman won Gaiman later sold the rights to the character to Marvel Comics and was integrated into Marvel Universe in 2013 for Age of Ultron ah, and her character hilarious. was expanded upon in 2014 storyline Original Sin where she was established to be a lost sister of Thor. Just one of those okay sure whatever but also like that's a very convoluted thing because this character was made in 93 mm-hmm. and now is part of the fucking MCU if they want to right (laughs) so sure whatever just the bigger thing though is that when you have big companies willing to do this there's also been a thrust in like the audiobook scene Uh to use like voice synthesis and just like automatic captioning to read the books yeah and so like that's a problem for the larger industry for that
2: yeah for all the people who make a living as voice actor
1: doing narration
2: not that we're in the room (laughs) with one
1: um, and, like, that was a big deal when the fucking voice-verse-NFT fuckers were trying to be like, oh, you can buy the right, buy an NFT of an artist's voice and get royalty, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and it was Troy Baker, who uh, is a very well-known gaming voice actor, and mm-hmm. people basically bullied him into realize, realizing that you're putting yourself out of a job eventually. Yeah. It just takes off. And he eventually renounced that, and like I'm not working with these people, blah blah blah. Because, as all NFT things are, it was a scam, and they were stealing their voice synthesis from like somebody's thesis research. So I want to go back
2: to a second to funny enough Space Jam 2, Uh-huh. because it's funny that that came up in Warner Brother in a Warner Brothers movie, because Warner Brothers actually tried to do that IRL with Jet Li. I don't know if you've heard this story. Do you remember the character Seraph in the second and third Matrix film? Is was an Asian guy. He worked with the Oracle, and Neo had to fight him before he got to see the Oracle in yeah, Matrix okay. 2. Originally, that character was cast to be played by Jet Li. But, and remember, at this time, in the 90s, Jet Li was like the peak martial arts star, right? Yeah. It was like him and Chow Yun Fat were like the... The major guys. Well, in the contract, they wanted to 3D scan all of uh, Jet Li while he was doing all his fighting moves and then maintain rights to those scans forever. Hmm. So, in theory, like 10 years later, they could drop a CGI character into a film with Jet Li's fighting moves on it. And if he signed over the rights to that, he would not be paid for that at all and like and I didn't know I'm not real up on martial arts, but apparently, like martial artists, like their particular moves and their fighting style it's like it's like their signatures, like a signature move kind of thing yeah. like that's very personal to them. No one else should just be able to recreate exactly what jet Lee did in in this particular fighting scene and this is amazing foresight for like 2002 but he said no so he passed on the role the you know, these two huge movies at the time um and uh you know it went to another actor and i don't know if that other actor signed those rights away or not but he wasn't a huge name like jet lee Li was as, yeah. as far as i know but like yeah, so it's funny that like someone pointed this out. Recent Warner Brothers films have actually like the script writers have called out Warner Brothers themselves for for doing shady shit. So like um, the fourth Matrix movie, mild spoilers for the fourth Matrix film, when you see Thomas Anderson again, he's not known as Neo at this point. He's working as a uh, games developer, and they're telling him they want him to do a sequel of his famous game and there's literally dialogue about retreading and rebooting the past because the bosses want to make more money so it's literally is it lily or lana that did that i don't remember it's the wakowski sister that wrote and directed the fourth matrix movie saying basically warner brothers is going to make a fourth matrix movie with or without the wakowskis involved mm. preferably with but we'll we'll do it without you because we want money. And honestly, I think I heard that the cast, at least Reeves and Moss, said we're not going to do it without one of them involved. So she basically wrote a script that was like, "Fine, I'll do it," but this is bullshit.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how the watching the movie played
2: out yeah yeah like Like,
0: okay this is a movie and you you
2: know what at at the end of the day because big corporations have no scruples warner didn't care about the artistic statement that she was making they were just like we don't care you're writing and directing this movie we got the original cast members it's going to make a bundle
1: of money Speaking of dragging people out of the past, you know, with the new Jurassic Park movie, they got the original actors for.
0: I hope they don't fuck that up.
1: Um, yeah. From the original film in yeah, 94. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, think. like, he's old as shit.
2: Well, and so I mean, is everybody I think else. They all look really good. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's going to be great seeing all three of them back again. But the thing is, is that they're not dead and they're not pasting their faces from 25 years ago mm. on, yeah. onto their. 60 and 70 year old bodies
1: yeah and then of course you know you have to wonder it's like who's the parent of blue's kid think about it mm. it's chris pratt yeah <laughs> so speaking of dredging up the past and mishmashing it together like C- uh, space jam 2 not cast is coming back yeah we're just gonna be fully <laughs> horny all the time yeah um just say fuck it who cares people are weird about it nothing but dog cock on the mind but that's not actually what we're gonna do i was not actually Oh, okay, what?
0: No, I really can't say it.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, Rescue Rangers. Oh, oh, that...
0: mm. That neck rowing.
2: Mixed feelings on that from, like... So I looked at the reactions to the trailer, and people were like, wow, I kind of hate it, and I kind of love it. (laughs) Like...
0: I'm weirdly turned on right now.
2: No, not like that, no. but um,
1: <laughs> It's... Go ahead, Stafford, because you, you introduced the topic. <laughs> when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, so this is kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And then Roger Rabbit was in the trailer. Yeah. It's basically a after-the-music VH1 type thing where it's like, oh, it's been 30 years and these characters are off doing their own thing and one of chip and dale like one of the two got the cg surgery and dale you know, he's like fuzzy and cg whereas the other one is still a flat cartoon shaded 3d model walking around and the other characters are doing their own thing and it's like oh you know there's a crossover and there's all these other characters and like at one point you see some really low quality pony models that look like they came straight out of like the early eras of the pony fandoms uh, steam filmmaker <laughs> but it's like there's all these ips crossing over and it's like a a world where tunes they're literally doing the roger rabbit tunes exist in the real world and are like actors and shit mm-hmm. yeah so like they didn't show us gadget at all so clearly we have to understand she's off making money on her OnlyFans. that's how it has to work out or she's leading her cult one of the two yes and it's just like hey remember this kids it's doing the hey kids it's mark hamill applause applause, yes uh, from fucking and monterey jack is now an addict yeah for some reason (laughs) hey man he had a problem with that cheese back in the day it got him into trouble you know cheese is also slang for heroin exactly (laughs) you like that stanky heroin
0: (laughs) i have not seen this trailer and now
1: really really worried look it's a direct to disney plus movie so temper your expectations thus (laughs) but most of the animation fans are like all right yeah sure And then some people going, like, yeah, I hate the voices, because they're, like... Okay,
2: yeah, I do hate the voices, because the voices sound nothing like the original voices. And I'm like, I would be open to the story, but they sound nothing
1: like they Yeah, they're literally doing, like, regular-ass human voices. Like, is Chris Pratt involved? I don't fucking know. But... (laughs) Only if Sonic or Mario shows up. (sighs) God damn it. um, They still haven't shown a trailer for that train wreck. And fuck chris pratt like the voices is just being dudes and they're like the explanation being like oh we just pitch shifted our voices for the cartoon you know
2: okay well i didn't hear that explanation i just thought they were just gonna, i don't know. get cast new actors
1: like and when it comes out fuzz we'll get together and watch it okay we will hate watch it or possibly love watch we it. will we will neutral watch it until we're done and then we'll record a podcast about it
0: make like ajax join you
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, is Ajax old enough to have Watch Rescue Rangers, or is that too only old for Only in reruns, him?
2: probably only in reruns. <sighs> your,
1: your pup <clears throat> is so young.
2: Yeah, but this way, Tailspin came out in '94, oh, yeah. and Ajax would have been two.
1: Uh, oh God. which
2: means rangers i want to say came out in like 89 like yeah before that he was, was born. one of the
1: original run shows with oh, ducktales and there gummy bears be one.
2: gummy bears came out in like 85 that was that was the, that first, was the one. first one ducktales i think was like 87 and rangers was 88 or 89
0: gargoyles um okay, wing duck yep. goof
2: troop <coughs> then a you Our know super lami coming running through the jungle yeah
1: that one and Bonkers were kind of the tail end of that series. Yeah,
2: the the Disney afternoon had had a def had like a rising quality that, in my opinion, and this is controversial, peaked with Tailspin because I like Tailspin a little more than Darkwing Duck. Darkwing mm. Duck is still
1: very good, and I know a lot of people well, think Darkwing I mean, is the best show. Darkwing Duck also was like treading a lot of same ground as the Batman animated series that had aired just prior to that, except mm. tongue in cheek.
2: Yes but i think after that it started to drop in quality I don't now i love a goofy movie but goof troop the series was did not hold a candle to tailspin for me yeah,
3: yeah.
0: tailspin Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles. Gargoyles was really damn good. I mean, look, if we wanted to have... TNG, the recast.
2: Yes, but Gargoyle, Gargoyles was not a Disney afternoon show, though. Because uh, it was Warner Brothers, I believe.
0: Well, Gar- I thought it was
1: Disney. Was it,
2: is it Disney? It was yeah. never part it was of...
1: Disney, but I don't know if it was Disney afternoon. It was
2: not part of Disney afternoon. I think it, it was a Saturday
1: morning show. On around the same time. I like, think eventually
0: it made it to... Then,
1: like, eventually you had, like, the latter day stuff, like the Aladdin cartoon yeah aladdin
0: wasn't bad but it definitely wasn't heyday
1: yeah yeah but there's also some furry bait in there
2: There Mm there's a a peak in the early 90s as far as that was also kind of around the
1: disney renaissance around like aladdin and little Little mermaid and beauty and lion king you know i'm sure we all have very strong opinions as like old animation fans and that could be a whole other podcast on its own um
0: (laughs) i mean that was a really that that revamped a lot of animation and that and that anime brought in more
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we'll totally get together and watch the Rescue Rangers thing at some point, Fuzz, because I'm gonna I wanna see it just out of like sheer morbid curiosity. So mm. sure, why not? I'm really curious about
2: Gadget since she did not appear in the trailer, which is weird because they even show Zipper zooming around
1: well, for a moment. Apparently she's like visible briefly because she's piloting the little plane thing with when zipper pops off on the rocket but they don't give you a good shot of her Mm -hmm. and it's like so we don't know if she's had the cgi surgery you know or (laughs) or she's just like a bald stone butch axe-wielding lesbian now because you know chip fucked her over and she's like fuck men probably not (laughs) i mean i'd be down for queer gadget queer gadget hooked up with foxglove yeah Yeah. see now we're digging deep (laughs) yeah yeah this is deep fucking slash fic I mean, then again, um, (laughs) I I did see a Twitter artist I follow, like, just did, like, an art spread of all the Chippendales Rescue Rangers, the girl characters. Mm -hmm. Safe for work. But it was just one of those, like, oh, yep, they saw the trailer. (laughs) Because they're a Japanese artist that do safe work illustrations of a lot of Western stuff because they're kind of a reverse weave, I guess. Mm
3: -hmm. They know it's
1: popular. (laughs) and So, like, you would see they do art of various cartoon network shows but then like oh rescue rangers i recognize that yeah so anyways, i got that reference <laughs> i am old and appreciated thumbs up ah <sighs> so there's that what else guys because it's nine o'clock and i got to be up at like eight i want to watch rescue rangers now yeah i mean it's on disney plus yeah i mean like that was the thing back in the- all the disney afternoon shows are on i mean that that was kind of the thing back in the day when we were trying to diversify bronyville we wanted to do other shows and it was a matter of finding what the time to watch certain episodes of a series i mean it's done a million fucking times on podcast land on podcasts but it's just like yeah you know back in the day it's like oh shit we had this list of like 50 shows to like pull episodes and watch and talk about Mm -hmm. how Um, well did these shows from our youth hold up oh no (laughs) it's like oh this week we're watching Biker Mice from Mars, and yeah, I would still fuck that mouse.
0: <laughs> I love that stupid show. It
3: it's was like, so goofy, but I love it. It's street sharks.
1: It's not Jossum. Did y'all ever see Cowboys
2: of Moo Mesa?
1: I did. Oh, Yes. <laughs> And I had opinions.
3: <laughs> also, uh,
2: Dog City. Dog City was fun. I don't
1: remember Dog don't City. don't remember that one.
2: Dog City starred, uh, the main character was uh, a G-Shep who was a, a private eye. Oh. And he had the Philip Marlowe kind of outlook outfit with like the fedora what and was, the trench coat.
3: What was
0: that dog show because there's there was, that there was road rovers Road rovers. yes
2: which was just straight up anthro dogs yeah yeah, yeah. oh wait, wait. so much porn of those characters in the late
0: 90s the German accent
1: yeah yes, yes but also the Collie Colleen mm-hmm. yeah and so like just big titty anthro Collie lady with like the Union Jack bikini on was like the go-to for furry artists at that point
2: yeah like Wookiee drew a whole series of all the yep. the main characters Back
1: oh, in the day. Look at all these gray hairs on our <laughs> muzzles. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
2: know, right? Um, Damn. There's probably people at home going, Road Rovers, what the fuck? Type,
1: type, type!" Oh, my God. The last piece of smut was this was drawn in 2012. Probably.
0: What is it? Lone Star? The one with the anthro horse?
1: Yeah, that was... I think it was Lone Star, because it had the robot horse. Brave Star, yeah. Where he had, like, the dude and his robot horse who was like anthro it's like mm-hmm. a blueford well it would horse. go from like a
0: regular horse and then it would like switch into like an anthro horse with like a gun or something yeah. like that
2: that was one i never saw i've seen pictures of a character safer for work but I, I haven't seen i've seen non- non-safer shit. work of
1: it i mean that was <laughs> that was mid-80s late 80s stuff yeah, yeah.
2: What was the other? Oh, there was the other one that I didn't watch, but it was really popular.
1: Um, SWAT Cats. Yeah, oh, yeah. I never, a million. That was always on like Channel Twenty Seven at like two thirty in the afternoon. So yeah. I could never watch it. Yeah.
0: It was before I got home, so I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, same. You had to be three thirty or later. Sometimes you get home at three, but have to be three thirty or later to catch most of the see, shows. See kids,
1: this is what happens before the internet became a thing and you could just watch <laughs> shit on demand. And <laughs> yeah. nowadays you still have to pirate some of these shows because they're not legally available anywhere.
2: Yeah, the only stream we had when I was a kid was the Crick Out Back and you gotta watch out for the water moccasins.
1: Yep. <laughs> damn kids these days with their on-demand bullshit no so
0: i, I finally managed to talk noxie and sarah into watching enterprise we've made our way through the big three.
2: Oh wow it's and been a long road
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh noxie said that she apparently hated the uh the theme song it's like you sure he yeah I, I like the the orchestral blah 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 i i've heard the the theme song i don't like it it's like did you ever watch the opening with it and she's like no, and she's always poo pooed. She's a big Trek fan, big tech Trek fan, and she's uh-huh. always kind of looked down her nose at Enterprise. Um, Just
2: fast forward through the credits. No,
0: as, and then she finally saw oh, the okay. opening. I always love the opening because when it's paired with the opening sequence, it's it's a very it always made me kind of misty because an homage to human exploration, right? You know, so I always loved the opening and kind of the homage it did. And she's like, okay, I, I now appreciate it it's like, I don't know why I avoided Enterprise till now, because it's actually really good. I always liked Enterprise, which is an unpopular opinion in the Trek fandom. And it is very different. It's, they start to take a I left liked turn. I it. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, but I was also predisposed to like it because I was a huge Quantum Leap fan. And, she's, and Scott Bakula's the main character. I
0: think we're on episode nine, and she just said that she's finally... Stop seeing quantum leap and is starting to see him as archer Archer.
2: they're very different characters yeah
0: very different but it's like i i had been waiting this entire time to because we we did tng and then we did ds9 and then we did voyager and i'm waiting for the chance to see enterprise yeah and, and we finally get to watch it it's like see it's so that is what everybody says
3: and
2: now once you get all those shows under your belt And you watch Lower Decks.
0: Oh, no. We we started with Lower Decks.
2: Oh, see. You need to go back and watch it again because there's like nine million references that you'll get I got
0: all the references going through the first time. Yeah. And I think Noxy got – and Sarah got almost none of them. Right. And now we've watched all of this with a couple, like, seasons of uh, Lower Decks coming out as we Mm – And it's like, suddenly I get that more. So So, Sarah –
2: Ajax had not seen the – most of the Star Trek films, mm-hmm. so we watched. We haven't the,
0: watched those yet. Those are coming.
2: Definitely watch those before rewatching Lower Decks because there's a lot of movie references in Lower Decks. And we rewatched most of the films, and now there's we wanted to how
0: they come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now we want to do a rewatch of lower decks because cause oh, that, he knows there's so many film references in there yeah
0: that's on the to do we're going to get through these and probably do a bunch of the film uh and then because there's not a lot of like uh original series references there's a little but not a ton but yeah. it's mostly mostly the more than modern series but yeah mm-hmm. I, i'm looking forward to going back and getting more of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but I, I love lower decks yeah so no much. I,
2: I love the shit out of lower decks it's the best star trek on tv in my opinion
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it takes the it both is a celebration it takes the piss
2: yeah out of the series there's a lot of fans who take shit way too seriously that get so fucking mad about it like there's that episode where you were like half the cast are naked because um, it's like a Nightmare Holodeck scenario. Mm-hmm. And people are like, there had never been nudity in Star Trek before. So, of course, people replied with all the scenes of nudity from all the various Star Treks. It's like, there's there's a few.
0: Yeah, especially Riker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking, like, you know, all the all the nudity and fucking in the episodes where the everyone is going to get everyone acts like their drunk virus hits the ship
0: Uh, and data gets laid
2: yes but there's it's there's an original series episode like that and there's a next generation episode like that and it's like no no we've done this sexy horny ones my favorite line in lower decks is i can't wait to get my coital hooks into him
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just i love lower decks it's it takes the piss out of it, but it's
2: also—it's a very loving homage. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it, it loves the good, it, it teases the bad. It, it's good. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> well, it is nine twenty, and uh, we should probably wrap this up because I would like to edit some of this before I have to go out and vent oh, tomorrow. Oh, you have an
2: early day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, as pleasant as this is, we should probably wrap it up. So we're a bunch of old nerds, in case you guys hadn't noticed. If you'd like to throw <laughs> some money our way, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Um As we get together... It and helps pay for our Geritol. Fiber. And, uh, it pays for our Geritol and our antacids. Yep. This, you know, If it, you donate more money, we can get the fancy, like, the smoothie flavored antacids. Ooh. Not good just, gray muzzle candy. Yeah, not, not the regular ones, not even the not berry mid-chalk. ones. Oh, fuck the mint ones. <laughs> so you can also uh, join us in our telegram fan chat it's the links are always in the show notes uh you can always buy some books at forplanet.com forplanet.com or digital books at baddogbooks.com
2: thank you saffron. Uh,
1: shill 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 and beyond that you will be able to see us at furry fiesta in the near future which is kind of scary 30 days insert screaming here yeah. <laughs> like we're literally 30 days out Oh, my God.
0: It's less because February doesn't have all the days in it.
1: Okay. Well, we're we're very (laughs) close. We're one month, but not 30 days. One month. Mm. And by the time this comes out, it'll be even shorter because I have to edit it. Oh, no. (sighs) All right. Well, on that note, good night. And
0: bye, books.